Hey, Nomad Athlete Radio listeners, Matt Frazier here. Just in case you missed yesterday's episode, I wanted to explain quickly what's going on. This week, Doug and I are playing the recordings of the daily plant-based morning show as we do them uh, so that you can get a taste of them here on Nomad Athlete Radio. We're only doing it for this week. If you like what you hear, you can go subscribe just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Again, the name of the show is The Plant-Based Morning Show, or you can join us live and actually be a part of the conversation every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and a bunch of other channels. Just look for Nomad Athlete there and join in. That's all. Enjoy the show. Hey, Doug, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, uh, good. How are we doing today? Everything good? Everything is good. Yeah. You know? Okay. Good. My daughter is waking up way, way earlier, so I'm feeling you on the uh, early morning uh, tiredness. Yep. But Yep. I'm dealing with a new, a new bout of that because of the puppies. They're causing... <laughs> <laughs> just because you can't let puppies go the whole night. They're not able to go like without being let out. Uh-huh. Uh, and you don't want them apparently to have a, have an accident in their crate because that's a major setback for their for their training. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so for a couple of nights, Aaron was getting up at like two twenty, and then that that didn't last. So now yesterday's plan was I would stay up late, uh, and she would get up early, so I would didn't go to bed till like eleven, which is kind of late for me. Uh, she got up at whatever six. So you know, and they made it through the night. That was good. But the problem is like she wakes up when I go to bed. And I wake up when she wakes up, so it's like we're both basically both just up at the at the ends. Uh, All right. So no. so you're you're like what a week into fostering these? Uh, well, not even. We're we're not, like not even four days. Maybe our fourth day. Has the likelihood of you keeping one one or more of them increased or decreased <laughs> over the over the last four days? It it's it's not at its all time high. It, it peaked at like a day in when they were kind of shy still and they were just really nice Uh and they didn't they hadn't had any accidents in the house they didn't they weren't biting my hands all the time like now they just constantly bite they weren't chewing stuff they've started chewing anything wooden in the house tables corners of molding like they're just a disaster uh (laughs) (laughs) so i i'm less enthusiastic about them now i still really like them and so does everyone else uh so I would say yes. The likelihood has has gone up that some sort of uh, keeping would happen. But I'm I'm scared to say that because my daughter listens to the show and uh, oh yeah, so okay. I, okay. I must I must add that it's probably we are probably not going to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> does she watch the show too? I mean, because you can wink at me if you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't watch. It. <laughs> no. Um, well, good. Speak, well, that's speaking good. of my family. Uh, Aaron did not like yesterday's episode. She thought it was too intense. Oh, uh, so Andrea out loud is saying, "Doug, your audio is a little staticky." Um, hmm. Interesting. I had not noticed that, but uh, I will pay attention. Uh, yeah. So yesterday's was too intense, and I and I actually had that same kind of vibe after, after we were done. I had that feeling like, "Wow, well, we, we kind of went off there." Well, I kind of went off there on whatever it was, uh, but we're, we're learning lessons. I'm trying to trying to find the right balance between vegan meat fanboy stuff and uh, and actual you know intelligent discussion. Uh, so we're we're working on it, but. I think we've got a little bit more, more fun stuff on the slate for today. Yeah. So uh, your wife was giving you notes. My sister texted me last night at 10.30 p.m. with, okay. with some notes herself. And she said that the, the Doug she knows would have never passed up one Pizza Bites, even at 6.45 <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> whatever time it was. She's like, uh, she's like I, I don't know who this guy is, but that I don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yep. Good for her. Well, I want... I want I want that dug back. We need you to do that for the show. We need you to get pizza bites, make them immediately for breakfast, tell us how they were. That's the kind of content people are, are wanting here. 
All right, all right. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. All right. Um, uh, Dale Stevens also says, not sure if it's just me, but the sound is a little crackly. Maybe that's everybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm not hearing it. Uh, Teach Bike Right also is having the same problem. Mm. Let us know. Oh, they're saying on Doug's end. Okay, Doug, why don't you try just going out and coming back in? Okay, I'll do that. Okay. And Keep everybody entertained for me. I will do that. All right, Doug is out. He'll be back in just a second. Um, so I'm just going to begin here with, with what uh, what we've got to talk about. Uh, let me know if you have any audio issues from me. Uh, but yeah, so the first one we've got, uh, this is a report. It was on Hawaii TV News, I think, yesterday. And uh, the, the headline is that the most vegan-friendly U.S. state is Hawaii, uh, which came as something of a surprise to me. It turned out, when I looked deeper, this this kind of research was done in earlier this year, not not yesterday. All right, Doug is back now. Let's hope that audio is uh, is improved. Yeah, how we, how we doing? Is that any better? Let uh, us know. There's lots of people saying, it's Doug, it's Doug. Yeah, everyone's blaming Doug. So, everybody's blaming me, so uh, we'll people see. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, Doug, I introduced that, uh, that Hawaii is the officially the most vegan-friendly ah. state. Uh, we talked about vegan-friendly cities a few, mm-hmm. a few uh, I don't know, weeks ago. And, uh, you know, there were a bunch there. There's not a whole lot of overlap with the state thing. This state one is a, a somewhat less rigorous uh, when it comes to the data. They basically looked at, I think they used Yelp and Happy Cow and maybe, oh, and the U.S. Census uh, to get state populations. And they just figured out uh, the amount of fully, the number of fully vegan restaurants per capita. And that's how they ranked uh, the states. So my first thought was that's an odd indication because I always considered Asheville where I lived for a while and where you live very near there. Uh, that to me was one of the most vegan friendly cities I'd ever been in. Every single place I went to had some kind of like a tempeh Reuben or something. Uh, but as far as fully vegan restaurants, there were only maybe two, even I think Rosetta's wasn't fully vegan. I think they had a cheese option you could get as much as that seemed mm. like a, you know, uh, type of place yep. worst vegan by, guy ever would go to. Like it was like they had all this propaganda, you know, leaflets and things, <laughs> not all vegan, but like all this anti-government all the, stuff. Uh, they had all the, the vegan zines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm not, not, not passing them, no. but it definitely would, it would attach, would attract the worst vegan guy ever. Um, and attracted us too. It's a good place. But anyway, they had some sort of cheese option. Um, so anyway, Asheville had that one or two vegan restaurants. And so like, not really a good indicator of how vegan friendly the city was. Uh, anyway, also, so, so Hawaii, I guess, does well there, which is a little surprising to me because typically when I go to a seafood place and any kind of beach place, like it's really hard to get vegan options. Like, and a seafood restaurant, it's, and my theory is that they consider the fish like if you're someone who opens a fish restaurant, you sort of consider that to be like a healthy food. Maybe not everybody, but people just consider, you know, fish, health food, no need to offer a, a, a vegan menu or a vegan item or vegetarian because because there's fish. Um, so I was thinking Hawaii would probably have a similar attitude that you'd always find some kind of fish on the menus, but apparently not. They've got the most vegan restaurants per capita in the country. Uh, Oregon, a close second, and then a little further back are Rhode Island, Maryland, California, Nevada, Virginia, West Virginia, Massachusetts, and Vermont. West Virginia. Have you, have you ever surprising. been to? Yeah. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Never. No. I'd like to go there. No, neither have I. You know, I. I mean, th- this is probably completely off. Uh, off, <laughs> but I think of it as being overwhelmingly touristy, right? Like, uh, like obviously okay. there are people who live there all the time, uh, live there year round. There are people who are from there. There are people. You know, I mean, obviously, like. There's a lot Obviously of a rich history there. of people who live there, but right. um, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I I think of it as being very uh, tourist focused, and so you know I wonder if like a lot of the restaurants are 
or I don't know, different like smoothie spots and things like that with the tropical fruit and just like geared Maybe. towards. Right. So they, they didn't specify here that the restaurant needs to be a full restaurant, has like a full dinner menu at least, uh, yeah. or some certain minimum number of items. Maybe they did. If they did, we didn't find out about that methodology. Uh, but that's a good point. So you're you're calling foul on the Hawaii thing. You think Oregon should be number one. You think Hawaii's just just smoothie shops. <laughs> Straight up smoothie shops and and and, surf and poke shops, bowls, and right? Poke and bowls. poke bowls. Yeah, poke bowls. Yeah, exactly. If anyone if anyone has been to Hawaii, would have a poke bowl and then they'd ruin. They wouldn't be a vegan restaurant. Yeah. All right. I guess. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, if anyone has been to, been to Hawaii and and can correct me, please please do. But well, um, Justin David Carl has, has been to Hawaii. He's this is he's a good follow on Instagram, by the way, a buddy of mine. Uh, haven't been to Hawaii since going vegan. Definitely time to go back and crush some vegan food. Yeah, I think this is this is now a motivation to get there, as if we didn't have one already. Um, I also think of Hawaii as like a as like a pig roast place. Don't they always use uh, yeah, pig okay. stuff, mm-hmm. pork? Uh, but I, I, what do I know? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, le- what about the least least vegan friendly states? Least vegan friendly. These are uh, the the very the very least vegan friendly state is Oklahoma. Uh, we had the Oklahoma City uh, Nomad Athlete Running Group. It was one of our best for a while. That's right. And I actually the went out there and visited them. They had a couple of vegan, vegan restaurants I went to. Um, but I guess that was rare. Mississippi, Alabama, Kansas, and Maine. Um, so and, and Oklahoma, way, way behind. That has a 1.52 index on this, whatever this restaurant per capita thing is, whereas Maine, only four slots better, is, is 2.24. So I'm guessing that means they have, uh, whatever, 50% more vegan restaurants. I want so to anyway, know, uh, not EK, EKFI88, EKFI88 says, uh, was wondering what, where last place was and said probably mine. I want to know where she's from. I want to see if she's from one of these. Yes, tell us. And, and I couldn't, I tried hard. I could not find the complete list of all 50, but not that I need that. Uh, by the way, the vegan review is where I, veganreview.com is where I found the, the most details I could on this, on this study. So anyway, this, I mean, Maryland being number four also came as a surprise to me because I lived there for a while. Uh, that's where I was when I started No Meat Athlete, and I only remember two vegan restaurants. That was 2009, uh, so there obviously are more now. And, and there were probably more that I didn't know about, but it's just, I don't know, I'm surprised. I think this, I mean, this is kind of a weird way to measure stuff when you take the whole state into account because most people don't, you're not really in the whole state. You're just in one city and you, you go to that. So yeah. weird, weird thing. But we got to fill the news. We got to, we got to pack it. <laughs> <laughs> something we got a daily show here we gotta <laughs> come up exactly. with anything yeah all right uh canada's becoming more vegan friendly says the natural lion mushroom uh which actually will give me reason to skip down to my third thing i want to get to today which is that denny's has renewed their uh their plantain contract i've never heard of plantain before but that is the thing that allows or, or i guess not allows sort of enables uh denny's in canada to serve chicken nuggets and chicken things made out of plant-based meat uh, across across Canada, I think in all corporate restaurants and most or many of the participating franchises. So that that came as kind of a just sign of the times to me. Denny's not a place I would think would be leading the vegan meat uh, movement at all, kind of like Cracker Barrel. Um, but I guess they've been doing it for, for yeah. a whole year before this. When was the last time you went to a Denny's? <laughs> I still... You know what? I, I went. I used to be in Toastmasters right before my book tour. I thought I better learn how to do some uh-huh. public speaking. So I went to Toastmasters, and that met every week in uh, in Denny's in Asheville. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god! It was that's like hilarious. some kind of. There was like a separate room that they, they had arranged to get. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember if anyone ever got food. I think it, I think there was sort of the expectation that you would order like a drink or something, not a, not alcohol, but just a, a soda or water or whatever. 
I guess uh, not water. They wanted you to, you know, bring some sort of business to the restaurant. I don't know when the last time I actually ate in Denny's was. I have no idea. I can vaguely remember some sort of thing from when I was in college summer or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I used, definitely used to hit up Denny's sometimes in high school. Um, but oh, uh, it, like it has been a long time. There's one, there's one here in town and in Black Mountain, which, you know, is a fairly small town. Most restaurants are closed by 930, 10 o'clock. And so if you wanted a late night bite, like everybody goes to Denny's. I've never been there, but uh, I don't know. It would be nice if they had some vegan options so that, you know, those like one or two times a year when I'm out late right. having some drinks or whatever and don't have right. kid duty, I can... I can grab a pancake <laughs> and, a, and a vegan a Beyond Sausage. I don't know. Knowing, knowing the Doug Hay that I know, I'm guessing you are a huge waffle or were a huge Waffle House guy much oh, yeah. more than Denny's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was a, yeah. I was a big Waffle House guy. <laughs> See, <I laughs> Both know in now. high school and college. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I spent many, many, uh, many a nights and many a mornings oh, in, you was, in You're probably House the guy who school. rallied the troops to go to Waffle House. Everyone's had some drinks and stuff, and you're, and you're the guy who starts the movement and says, we're oh, going yeah. to Waffle House. Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, you never regret that. Never. No matter how... <laughs> I mean, at that point, you could still smoke inside. So, like, you'd come home just smelling so terrible uh, from, from all the cigarette smoke and, like, uh, and just... I don't know. But you never regret it. You never regret it at Waffle House. No, because you know what? It actually... I did this as well. Uh, probably the same Waffle House you were going to because I was doing it in Harrisonburg in college and yep. you were there in high school, which I don't sure. know if people know that. We were in Harrisonburg, Virginia during the same four-year period, uh, <laughs> just separated by four years of, uh, of school. Uh, and we were, we were going, doing the same stuff, but uh, never knew each other, obviously, then. So anyway, uh, the good thing about Denny's is, is, I mean, Waffle House, is they didn't serve alcohol. So you'd go there after yeah. you'd had... Too much alcohol, and then you would, you know, get hash browns chunked and covered, and play the jukebox, and get the get the waffles, and you know, sober up for a while, and then and then go to sleep. <laughs> so you're right. That's why you didn't regret it, uh, exactly, except that yeah. except that it made you stay up late. But you know, you were going to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. You don't regret that. I would like Waffle House to get the new uh, the new Eggo from Kellogg's, the new vegan Eggo, and the oh, new vegan chicken yes, thing, and so serve good. one one good vegan item late night at Waffle House. That's my uh, that's my push. And if we can get that done with this show, if that could be the one thing we do, I'll, I'll be thrilled. Okay. Everybody everybody at Waffle House, get them on. Yeah. Uh, the Natural delicious. Lion Mushroom, this is pretty funny. So we were talking about how Denny's is, is covering the, the, or has the plant meat in, uh, in Canada, Canada Denny's. But he's saying that, he or she is saying <laughs> that um, <laughs> there's virtually no Denny's in Canada. I've seen maybe one in 37 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's funny. Well, that's that's why they have a contract with Plantine and not uh, Beyond Meat or Impossible or something. <laughs> exactly. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to oh Beyond stuff. There's some Beyond news. This is I mean it's not huge news. It's the Beat is reporting that uh, here's where you can buy Beyond Meat's plant based steak, which we've been hyping up a little while. That they're doing it with the carne asada and Taco Bell. They're having Beyond steak in that. I don't know if it's exactly the same product. I think it's not. It's a different product. Um, but the Beyond Meat steak tip sort of things, which Gardein honestly has had for years now, uh, and they've been not that not that great, but but fine. Doug had them in tacos the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of product is coming out. It's now in Jewel Osco stores across the Midwest. I don't know what Jewel Osco is, uh, but I'm guessing there's a lot of them in uh, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama. What were the other worst? <laughs> <laughs> so they can get it, but uh, but everyone else can't right now. So that's, it, it appears to just be a grocery store. Okay. Interesting name for a grocery store. I wonder where they got that. Just didn't know it existed. Uh, but good. Like to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here's here's some more tantalizing news that comes with this. There are also Beyond Popcorn Chicken coming. Ah. And that's pretty exciting to me. I remember the day that I went as a kid to KFC drive through line. I think it was KFC. And got, maybe it was called Kentucky Fried Chicken back then. Uh, and we got the popcorn chicken. And it was, like, so exciting to be getting it. It was kind of a letdown, actually. It wasn't that good. But I remember <laughs> the idea of it was, was you know, exciting. So I would definitely try some Beyond Popcorn Chicken. I don't, I don't think it's going to be healthy because it's going to be even more, you know, surface area to be fried than than other forms of mm-hmm. of plant-based plant-based chicken uh so certainly what, will not be what is popcorn it's just like smaller nuggets that yeah that's all it is it's just tiny okay. chicken nuggets and and you get some pieces that are like literally just the fried stuff they're not even there's no chicken in it it's just a little stray piece of you know fried <laughs> breadcrumbs yeah okay all right i guess that's good sure yeah seems like maybe maybe a, a younger doug hay would have loved popcorn chicken with his corn chips and things, but maybe now, not anymore. <laughs> maybe you're beyond beyond that now. Uh, they've also got Beyond Nuggets coming, which I don't know. I didn't know that there weren't Beyond Nuggets, but I guess I guess I've never seen them. Come to think of it, so that's coming. Um, but then at the at the bottom of this the Beat article, uh, who it's again the titles here's where you can buy Beyond Meat's plant based steak. Uh, they list they mentioned that earlier last year August Beyond Meat filed for like 107 trademarks uh, for things like Beyond Milk. Uh, beyond tuna, beyond where I'm losing them, Doug. Sorry. Do you know where that list is? Oh no, I got distracted. I'm looking at something else. Okay. Oh, here we go. Uh, sorry. Beyond crab, beyond shrimp, beyond tuna, beyond eggs, beyond jerky, which we've seen come out now. Uh, mm. and then there's also beyond bowls, beyond brunch, beyond deli. They don't mention beyond meals, which we said yesterday uh, are coming to the UK. Those those ready meals. So they've got big plans, or at least they're they're covering the bases here and uh, and you know, getting every trademark they can with Beyond in front of it just in case. Probably the more likely uh, scenario is that they're just kind of getting them. But anyway, interesting that they're that they're considering making shrimp, tuna, crab, eggs, and milk. Milk is a big category, so that would be an interesting one to see if they move into that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so here's something kind of interesting. We were talking yesterday about whether it's fair to compare a meat burger and a Beyond burger and, and right. how that comparison works. Um, I'm looking at the Beyond popcorn chicken packaging here. And it says really big. It says fifty percent less saturated fat. And I was trying to think of then what uh, you know because normally that might be like if they have a light version or something like that compared to the original. Right. Um, but no, it's it's then a leading brand of traditional something chicken nuggets. I can uh, shredded chicken. I can't mm-hmm. um, breaded chicken nuggets. Okay. Uh, so so they're comparing it to um, they're comparing it to themselves to the regular full full chicken version. Um, yeah, I, and and honestly, I think that's a good thing because I think I think mm-hmm. when it comes to meat, to me, the most clearly bad thing about meat is probably the saturated fat because of the link to heart disease, the very close link to heart disease. Uh, not saying that all you know minimal amount of saturated fat is a horrible thing, but uh, to get to get a large amount clearly is not good for us. So if we if we do want to make the case that these meats are better than those, then saturated fat is to me the place to do it. Um, so you know, and my problem yesterday was a little bit the like. They, I guess they made it seem like a Beyond uh, Beef Burger, Beyond Meat Burger, which has a decent amount of saturated fat from coconut oil added to it to give it the correct texture and stuff, um, that that would be healthier than, say, I don't know, a, a chicken breast or a piece of fish, or, or like a real animal, because uh, it will clearly have much more saturated fat. You know, they, And they didn't make that direct comparison, but they were kind of across the board saying they were healthier, and that's what I was just like, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. But anyway, that was for the serious show yesterday. This is, uh, this is more goofy <laughs> stuff. I do. I do think we should do some myth busting here. What do you think? Should we bust the myth? <laughs> bust, bust the myth about soy. 
bust myth. Since yeah. you've been on the like vegan meat topic myth. a little bit. All right, so this is a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that needs to be a segment, and we need a song for it, and Doug needs to do that dance uh, just every time. Just bust a myth. Okay. Just bust a myth. <laughs> okay, okay, there it is. <laughs> I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is from uh, webwire.com. Myth uh-huh. busted. Processing soy does not lessen its nutritional benefits. So the, the myth would be that processing soy does lessen its nutritional benefits, and they're busting that myth. So better would be to say, myth, processing soy does not lessen its nutritional benefits, and then put busted. <laughs> but whatever. They can they can run their publication I think I want. think we need a new segment that's just you correcting headlines or like crit- critiquing yeah, headlines. Yeah, we should do that. Uh-huh. And, and, and also writing styles. And writing people, styles, yeah. And, and writers. When, when people, yeah, people say unusual words in two sentences <laughs> in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should do that. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so this is Webwire. They're, uh, I mean, it's so it's it's a scientist from Unilever, which you got to raise red flags there because that's that's a company obviously that's selling stuff. Uh, and Wageningen University, I don't probably didn't say that one right, uh, but they work together to do some research again. Oh, so <laughs> they analyze different soy processed soy products, including our vegetarian butcher range and ice cream products. So I don't know who who the hour is that they're talking about here. Is that Unilever's product? That's my guess. Um, so here's Universal, Unilever doing research or at least funding research on their own uh, product. Uh, yep. So you gotta you gotta be wary about that, of course. Um, but what they decided, what they what they found was that uh, in this one one specific example, for example, I think, but they also found this a little bit more generally too, um, was that like by compared to whole soybeans, they were able to increase the protein digestibility score, which is a real thing. People do care about the protein digestibility score, and you can find it for all different things. Wheat products do particularly bad. Like seitan is like 50%. It's like half of that is actually absorbable, digestible by you. So even mm. though seitan has uh, a lot of protein, and people consider that a pretty decent plant-based protein source, it actually, you know, it's not as good as it seems. Um, but anyway, they said they said the initial soybean in their thing scored 85 on this protein digestibility, um, whereas the plant-based meat from the vegetarian butcher was at 88. So uh, in that way, their processing has improved the protein digestibility. Uh, they don't really di- mention, in, you know, what bad comes of the processing, and certainly a lot <laughs> does, right? When you strip away the fiber, that's that's the most obvious problem. Uh, and it, not that they take away all the fiber, probably, but, but a lot of it. Uh, and, you know, other just sort of micronutrients go away when you get rid of the whole and other things that are part of the whole food. Um, this reminded me a little bit of, we wrote an article, Doug, for No Made Athlete while, a while ago, uh, Hey, Rock Creek Runner joined us. How'd that happen? <laughs> my my uh, my comments uh, ended, so I'm seeing if I can I can view them on my computer. Ah, okay, cool, good. Uh, anyway, so what we what we what I found there when when doing some research about soy was that people are actually they're concerned about these isoflavones in soy, these estrogen-like compounds, which there really is no need to be concerned about, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they're they're much more like selective. It's almost like your body has selective estrogen receptors, and it takes when it is this these isoflavones it basically when it would be a good thing to get more estrogen it accepts it when it wouldn't it doesn't and in some cases it even has anti-estrogenic effects so anyway the point is i'm not very worried about those things at all i think they're probably a good thing but people just assume that once you process soy uh you'd get much more of these things and that that whatever is dangerous about soy would get worse and worse as you process it it turns out a lot of these isoflavones are removed in the processing so the processed soy actually has if you are concerned about that sort of thing actually has less of it than the whole original soybean does 
So, so is, when when you're talking about processed soy, are we talking about like soy nuggets, or are we talking about tofu or or something like that? I mean, I think typically we're talking more about soy nuggets. We're talking about mm. things where it is soy protein isolate or uh, you know where it's been extracted rather than you know yeah. a lot has been done rather than just like simple soaking or something, uh, yeah, yeah, which is okay. more like tofu. So anyway, I mean, it, this doesn't tell us too much. It's it's not that shocking to me that the digestibility of the protein would go up. For example, like if you look at uh, look at wheat, for example, when you grind it into a flour and you strip away some of it and you turn it into white flour, like it becomes way more immediately useful for your body or usable for your body. And sure. that's why people can can gain weight if they eat a whole lot of white flour because your body, you know, just immediately processes it and use and takes it in uh, instead of having the fiber and moving some of it out and taking its time to you know put it in the right places. Uh, I know I'm speaking in very broad terms, and, and honestly, I don't I don't know much more about how it works on a you know cellular level. Um, but the point is, when you process something, it, it intensifies it. So it's not shocking to me that this would you'd have more protein digestibility than than the original thing that requires your body to do more work. Yeah. Yep. All right. So way to bust um, way to bust that myth. I like we, it. We have busted it. That myth has been myth. smashed. Busted. <laughs> smashed. All right, let's go into this uh, this last one, Doug. We'll, we'll talk about Dole. Dole has an interesting c- campaign, but we'll get into that later uh, another day. Um, this one I came across. This is not that new, but I was at veg- Vegetarian Times site, which is owned by Outside now. I didn't realize that. Um, they had an article that was published in September, so just a couple weeks ago, uh, and and they were asking if uh, if bivalve vegan is the way to go, essentially. And I don't have that headline in front of me, but I did find on vegancalm.com, um, the bivalve vegan diet. What is it, and should you start? Uh, and that's from April of this year. So the idea here, and I do remember this from like years ago. People were talking about it, and then I don't know. I don't know why recently it just popped up again. Maybe just because the plant-based movement has grown a lot. Um, the idea here is that people are debating, and a certain sect of vegans are now eating bivalves. And I guess you can't really call them vegans anymore. You would now call them bivalve vegans. Uh, and what what the bivalves are, the, the ones commonly that we know of in, as foods or as animals, are mussels, oysters, clams, and scallops. Um, and so their their argument here is that they do not have a central nervous system and therefore are not sentient or sentient, as however you like to say it, uh, meaning they don't you know feel things, specifically pain. Uh, and therefore, if your reason for being vegan is you don't want to cause any pain or suffering, then there's just as little or just as little reason to avoid bivalves as there is to avoid plants because plants also have you know they've demonstrated some responses to pain uh when or i shouldn't say pain but like for example some plants can sense when they're the vibrations when their leaves are being eaten by a caterpillar and they can you know put out a warning signal to other plants uh or they'll somehow release some sort of bitter compounds that that make their stuff taste not as good so they, they have a response i don't know if you can call that a nervous system it seems that sort of debated what do we even mean by system uh and then even the concept, the idea that that these bivalves don't have a central nervous system, even that is kind of debated. Uh, people are saying maybe they don't have that, but they do have a some sort of nervous system. There are morphine tests they've used, and they've shown that there is some change in response. But I don't know. I, I read, I spent a bunch of the morning today reading different articles and you know going into the yeast question. People always ask, why do vegans eat yeast? Because they seem like they're alive in the way that animals are. They eat stuff, and they have a byproduct that comes off of it. Um, they're actually, they're a part of the fungus. I don't know if it's a fungus kingdom, but they're, they're a fungus and they're single celled. So they do not have a central nervous system. 
Uh, so yeast are considered fine. They're not in the animal kingdom, and the animal kingdom is where, where we draw the line. Uh, bivalves, of course, are in that animal kingdom, but what this stuff is kind of saying, I, you know, I, I don't, I didn't get into how, why they're classified. I couldn't find why they are classified as animals and not plants, uh, these bivalves. But nonetheless, I found it very interesting. I actually couldn't come up with a, a conclusion to say like, yes, this is totally, you know, if, if all we care about is the suffering, then this is fine. Uh, it would be fine to eat them. I couldn't really, I don't know. I couldn't really find a, something that would allow me to say like, yes, that's right or that's wrong. Uh, I don't know. Did you, Doug? I know you read some of this. Did you? Did you get anywhere? So I was really fast. I was really quite fascinated by this. Um, I had never heard of it before, uh, and so this it was totally new to me. You sent me the article this morning, and I was I was reading through it, and I, I was like, "What?" And my initial reaction was, "Okay, this is r- absolutely ridiculous." Uh, like, at what point do you just stop associating vegan with a with a diet? Like, it could just be like a you know a diet that that focuses on on clams and mussels and things like that, you know, so, um, as there, as a protein source, uh, like just remove the word vegan and, and whatever, it could just be plant for like pescatarian or something. Right. Um, uh, but that was, that, so that was my initial reaction. But then the more I digging, I did though, like there is a legit argument of why they could be closer Uh-oh. to I've lost Doug's voice. Uh, Oh no, that's okay. It's not for long. You said, you said the more digging I did, okay. then you went out. Oh, Tragedy averted. Um, uh, the more digging I did, the more, like there, there's a real argument of why you know why these could be closer to uh, a plant than say a cow, right? And um, right. And you know I, I don't know. I kind of thought that was really interesting. And and so <laughs> I didn't I didn't come to any conclusions, but I did find this uh, this quote. This was from an article that from vbur.org. Um, and uh, vegan philosopher Peter Singer, founding guru of the animal welfare, welfare movement in the 1970s, initially endorsed eating oysters as in his groundbreaking book, Animal Liberation, which, of course, we all know animal liberation was, you know, was really kind of the beginning of it, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and to me, that's he's sort of the, the vegan purist. I'm not going to say he's the worst vegan guy ever because he's he's done a ton of great things for this vegan movement. He, he made it happen. Uh, I mean, in many ways. And he's when people talk about animal ethics, that's like essential reading. I honestly have not read any Peter Singer, but I just know he's he's held up as, yeah. as that kind of hero. Uh, so the idea that he originally included oysters in in what his version of, a, I guess, what he was calling a vegan diet. Um, right. In that book. I mean, that's that is shocking to me. I cannot believe that. And I don't think most people know that. Uh so anyway, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I'm not going to start eating these things now, but I'm trying to think like, why? What's, what's the reason not to? Someone said they poop. I don't know who wrote that. Uh, this Marion wrote that, and I don't actually know if that's true or not. Uh, I, I would think it is, but I don't know. And and does that does that make them <laughs> mean they feel more somehow? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I don't know where to go with this. I, I like I said, I started reading about yeast. I started seeing what was animal, what was plants, and like what what it came down to for me was that like kind of like what you said. Like if there weren't a name veganism, and we weren't worried about having a label that was you can now call yourself part of this club, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of just draw the line where you think it where it seems like that's and, and also let's also assume you don't want any animal to suffer because of the foods you're eating, or any any creature to suffer from the because of the foods you're eating animal or plant or whatever uh then you draw the line somewhere where it seems to you that that's right and and if you do the research on bivalves it's 
you know, people argue. Some some say there's some something. Some say that mollusks, I'm sorry, uh, mussels, and I think oysters, they can't even move in any way to respond to the environment. Um, so people are are therefore kind of from that inferring. Then how could they possibly? I mean, the research would also help us tell us this in different ways. But they're saying. If they can't move, what purpose would a pain mechanism in their body possibly serve? Like, what could they, mm. wh why would they have, so therefore, we can probably infer they do not feel any pain whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. And then I wondered, is, is it just about pain? Like, what if what if we could kill people without pain? Uh, that doesn't make it okay to do that because we're taking away the potential of their life. And, and we're saying their life itself has value. Right. Uh, but then can we not extend that to plants? Because you kind of could extend that same thing to plants, right? These are these are beautiful things, right. and they, their life itself has some value, right? They're they're beautiful or not, they're they're living things. Uh, obviously, now you get into religious stuff and all kinds of things. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I have no idea wh where this is. I'm not going to start eating these things, but it just made me think. And I think I think remaining open mind is is so much better than just saying no matter what, I'm not listening this, not entertaining this thought. Um, so anyway, so I did I did reach out to our friend worst vegan guy ever because I thought he might have something interesting to contribute here. Uh -huh. uh, he said he talked about not or res that they have some response to the environment a little bit, and I said yeah, but plants they also kind of do that. And so then he thought for a while I was confused and he said well they're gross anyway so who who would want to eat that anyway I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so he just left it at that. And then I said well it's kind of up to so I guess it's sort of like up to everyone to draw the line like where they think. And he said, "No, it's it's you have to be vegan. Everyone has to be vegan, and it's plants and animals, and that's it. That's there's no there's no discussion." So that was that was his. It wasn't okay, that helpful, but that's right. what he said. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad. And I'm I kind of agree with him. Report. I don't. I mean, I'm almost except for like everyone has to be vegan. I don't. I don't know. It, it, it kind of comes down to what you think. And and if they seem gross, then mm -hmm. if eating them seems gross, then don't eat them. And if it doesn't yeah. seem gross, and I mean, I'm including their suffering in in the gross part here. I don't know. So anyway, I I have no answer. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like like you. I'm not running out to the store to buy some scallops, uh, or uh, some clams. But you know, I mean, and and that's I'm I I can't. It'd be a. It, I don't know. It, I'm not going to do it. But um, <laughs> but it it is a really interesting thought process to me. It, like I was really fascinated by this, and and like you, I kind of went down this rabbit hole of. Uh, uh, of, of of researching it, I think we would be doing a disservice to not uh, not finish the quote about Peter Singer, mm -hmm. we, uh, and that is that he later retracted that endorsement of um, of eating oysters. So um, while it was in the original book, he later did retract it. So I don't know. Just uh, it, the whole thing is really interesting to me. It kind of you know, so it 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 kind of has a parallel to the. Um, to the vegan whey protein, right? The like where they've been able to use the molecular makeup right. of, of whey to create a vegan version of it. Um, of course, it, it's not uh, not at all the same thing, but it, it's kind of because that has zero that, suffering. There's no suffering issue with that, right? That is that is yeah, nuts. zero suffering. Yeah, and it, it is completely 100% vegan. Um, and this, you know, oysters are part of the animal kingdom, so you know. By definition, this is not a vegan right. food. I think, I think um, so I guess there's, I guess there's no parallel at all. But 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 it kind of it kind of is is like uh, what I guess what I'm what I'm going to is is like, um, you know I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of I'm gonna backpedal a little bit. My final thought, <laughs> which I thought was gonna be really like groundbreaking, is not uh, is now not coming together. So <laughs> okay, 
Well, here, here's what's kind of interesting to me. So this mm-hmm. this vegan calm actually, I think they're a really nice job. I've never heard of this site before, but when I saw it, I I kind of expected that it was going to be like a hundred percent pro vegan site and kind of any they wouldn't entertain a good discussion about this. But they make a lot of really good points. They sort of leave it as like you know kind of like we did, like you know who, who can really say what's what's right? It's definitely not veganism, but is it is it okay? I don't know. Um, anyway, they they did that. Then at the end, they list that, that like there are some benefits. Like there would be some reasons why people would want to do this. These things are high in protein, omega-3 fatty acids, heme iron, and zinc, all of which are like things that are not that easy to get on a, on a plant-based diet. I mm. mean, protein, you know, I think we're fine. Um, but the other ones, you know, they're, they're things that people consider supplementing with. And of course, people supplement with protein too, uh, even if we may not need to do that much of that. Uh, but anyway, it's kind of interesting that like if someone were, were, you know, seriously questioning their nutrition and saying, I don't know if I can keep doing this because my my doctors are telling me not to and this like i guess this is a place you could go if if you just were not okay with suffering and this is like the one thing that allowed you to keep eating this way uh and if you thought this didn't cause suffering so i think that's sort of the most useful thing honestly i kind of agree with worst vegan guy ever that these things are mostly gross like i didn't i i don't think before i was vegan or vegetarian i never came around to liking clams oysters or mussels uh any of them like i i think i probably tried each once but I never did scallops. I kind of liked, although they had a had a certain grossness to them that other foods didn't back then. To me, are um, scallops included in this? Yeah, scallops included. They were not. I think the mussels and the oysters are like even they're in this category that has no movement ability. Okay. Uh, and I don't really understand what that means because don't oysters attach to stuff? Or, no, oysters I guess get buried. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know anything about this, but but yeah. So it seemed like the the, the scallops and and maybe the clams were a little bit more a little bit less okay to eat in this argument because they can move and they can have that response to environments at least. Whereas these other ones, people were saying if they can't move, then they they almost certainly have no pain mechanism because what what purpose would that serve? So anyway, uh, fascinating to me, but uh, not going to not gonna cause me to change my diet anytime soon. But still, no. interesting conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, anytime someone can come with a challenge that is... Uh... I don't know, kind of legit. Like this feels way more legit than like, you know, the cavemen used to eat meat or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, yeah. l- I love going that that thought process. It does, so. and apparently also they're uh, they're a fairly sustainable source of food. If you, if there are farms of these, I, I, my guess is as soon as people started doing it in mass mass amounts, it wouldn't be anymore. Uh, but anyway, ha- however it's done now is sustainable. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. If you don't want to be vegan yeah. anymore, you can be a bivalve vegan. <laughs> But just call it a bivalitarian or something. Just take, just remove the word vegan. Like you're that, right. That's what that's, that's what kills right. me. Yeah. 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 Agree. Anyway. Okay. Well, this was a very different show from yesterday's. Um, it was. But we, yep. did, but we did get into the serious discussion of is bival veganism legit? I know, and we were busting myths left and right. It was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I abandoned a, an argument mid mid argument. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that was where you were going to conclude that that you were not being vegan anymore. You were going to go down the the bival vegan route. <laughs> yeah, maybe. thankfully you abandoned it <laughs> all, all right. right well good enough uh thanks everyone for coming out appreciate the comments today and uh we will be back on friday fridays are always fun show so we'll, we'll pack some we'll pack some fun stuff into that one as well absolutely all right, all right.